Well, another fantastic evening, Broncos country. Welcome to the Denver Bronco Roundup podcast brought to you by, well, Rocky Mountain Sports Network. Check out Rocky Mountain Sports Network for all your Colorado sports needs, whether it's Broncos, Avalanche, Nuggets, or Rockies. They've got you covered. Head on over to RockyMountainSN.com today. Gentlemen, oh my goodness, what a day. We had a wrap-up. We had the Penner. Walter Penner out there. We had, uh, boy, we had uh, George Payton out there. We had uh, Coach Payton out there, for that matter. And a lot was said and a lot that we need to get to. If I had the hallelujah, uh, uh, you know, uh, I guess uh, chime in right now or uh, overdub on the audio, I'd play it. I guess you get my singing instead. But gentlemen, the, the most fantastic thing I heard, and I want to start getting your opinions right off the bat, we had a 30-minute conversation, and no, the door's not shut. We're going to do what's best for the Denver Broncos. That was all around what was said about Russell Wilson and possibly being a Denver Bronco in the future years. Jody, what was your thoughts? What did you think? And did you take any actual credence in what was said uh maybe just a little in in the fact that if you don't have a better option you you're gonna have to go back to russ um jared Sinem was not the answer um average 15 points in two games against two bad teams um a QBR barely in the 30s, a QBR in the 20s against the Raiders. Um, it wasn't good. Um, but there are things that he did that <laughs> that Peyton likes, throwing across the middle, something Russ doesn't do. Mm. Um, but what Peyton wants, I don't know that he's going to get in the draft. Um, this under-the-center pro-style type quarterback, who is that? They're <laughs> – that's not out there or the one that he wants <laughs> you're not going to be able to get up and get so i think uh, i took some things away that i think peyton might be maybe making some adjustments to what he does next year mm-hmm. um and uh george peyton made it pretty clear that this is going to hurt a lot if they have to have to get rid of Russ. So can you find common ground with a Super Bowl winning quarterback? Mm. Um and I've been saying it for a while. Um there's not if you were picking one or two, then yeah. But you're not. You're in no man's land. You don't have any you have limited assets to trade as it is. Um maybe Russ is in my opinion, Russ is the best option going forward and you can possibly get him to restructure and instead of eating 85 you can significantly save some money mm. yes yes options galore it was nice to hear that there's conversations it was nice to sound seem like the door was still slightly cracked open i'm going to crack open the door to our posse really quick in the comments and i'm going to head over to albert next on this as well Ernie Mays is coming in and saying, go Broncos country only. And hello, Keith. Well, hello to you. And hello to all my friends here because uh, we're all here and we're all supporting you guys and, and the Denver Broncos. And we're loving it. 
absolutely loving it, guys. Uh, Love and Pearl coming in here saying hello to everybody. I know this is my good friend, Kurt Valente, saying, what's up, boys? Lots to discuss. Very interesting day. 100%. 100%, Kurt. Um, Shouldn't be shut. The door shouldn't be shut. Rust is the best option easily. And I'm sure that's my good friend, Kurt, as well. Uh, Mr. David Slade is coming in on the other side saying, get Russ out of here. Well, Dave, um, I love that we have differing opinions and we're going to have a few, maybe a different opinions all the way across. We're going to bring in a uh, special guest here just in a little bit. And maybe, maybe he'll bring in a different thought process as well. Evening gents to Miss Michelle Knoppers. Thank you very much for jumping in here. And Kenny saying good evening to my four cousins, the four horsemen, Dutchie, Let's get a woohoo, DBR. Let's go. Can you can do it better than me, Albert? Bring it in with a woohoo, and then let me get your thoughts on this, buddy. Woo! There it is, man. Blowing out your eardrums, Ric Flair style. That's Mr. Albert Knoppers. Albert, what did you think? Is the door still open? Do you do you put any true true credence in what was said today on at the podium? I think it is all manager speak at the moment. Uh, keeping up appearances, um, they have to they have to still have to yeah, keep face and that kind of stuff. And uh, we are, yeah, for the Broncos the season is over, but the twenty twenty three season is still uh, in in play. And until March twenty third, when the new season starts, or when when exactly that is, I think we'll there will be some different talks. Uh, the door open for Russell Wilson? Absolutely. You have $85 million on, on the line. And either you throw it away or you're going to use use it to the best of, of the abilities. Mm. And draft a rookie quarterback, let him sit for two years, and learn learn the, yeah, the nuances of the game and get up to speed and then uh, start with a new uh, new quarterback. But for the first two years, yeah, it is just a waste of money if you don't use it. Hmm. Doesn't don't doesn't sound like you're you're thinking that uh, there's much of a possibility of Russell walking back in, starting training camp, you know, being under contract, uh, being our QB one. All manager speak, I think, is the the, the words you are saving a little bit of face, uh, yeah. doing a little bit of PR up there as we're uh, walking off the podium for the final time talking about the 23-24 season that's albert's uh uh synopsis i guess you could say trevor you ready to blast off buddy here comes the rocket man what's your thoughts man was this all just manager speak is this all pr can we have a little bit of hope uh jody has a little bit of hope um i'll let you in on my thoughts and then we'll got to get to our special guest as well yeah, I mean, again, there's always going to be hope for Russ coming back again. We said that when they benched him that, well, why is he the backup quarterback? Why is he even in the building if you're 100% done with him? Why don't you pull the whole Derek Carr with, with the Raiders with Derek Carr? It makes no sense to keep him in the building, him risk risk him getting injured, even in practice, if you're 100% done with him. So we knew kind of from the beginning, it was like, okay, are they really, truly done with Russell Wilson? And, again, we'll see how it is. Again, I still think it's unlikely he's back, but – it should definitely be on the on the table right now because again, your cap situation is just not a, in a great situation right now. You're eighteen to twenty million dollars over the cap uh, being projected this uh, this off season. So how are you going to add 
free agents that way? And, 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 and how are you going to be able to improve this roster? If you're paying Russell Wilson to play somewhere else, you just create an even bigger hole in this roster after how many different holes you already have to address. So this roster is not just a quarterback away. So it'll be interesting to see what happens again. I, I think that it's definitely, there's definitely some PR in there. We're never going to truly get the truth. These, I mean, again, George Payton, Sean Payton, they're never going to tell us the truth. Um, you know, again, that's just what teams do. Again, I'm just glad to see our GM out there because <laughs> I don't know if you guys watched the Falcons presser, but their GM wasn't even up there and they're searching for a head coach. So I'm just <laughs> glad that our GM's actually up there and involved. And then what really took me by surprise, Keith, is just a collaboration. I really truly believe there's a collaboration between George Payton and Sean Payton. Mm. On this. I really truly, I truly believe that's that's a possible case right here. I, I don't think it's just uh, Sean Payton uh, making all the decisions because it's never just one guy. There's so many different guys making the decisions mm. in there, and that's really I think critical uh, on building a team up and having that GM co- head coach relationship is really big because right uh, we heard rumors in uh, in uh, Tennessee that Rabel was not getting along with their GM. So it's just like, and now Rabel's fired. Mike Rabel we're talking about here. Um, and so it's just like, you have to you have to get, have that relationship working. And doesn't it tell us something that George Payton's not gone? If he, if him and Sean Payton truly didn't work well together and Petter didn't truly think that George Payton can truly help build this roster up, then, you know, he wouldn't be here. And, and some of these guys are George Payton guys. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens going forward. It's going to be interesting and uh, looking forward to uh, hear more pressers uh, from these guys going forward. Yeah, it sounds like it'll be the combine if we were to believe what a uh, Sean Payton said when he was talking about the next time we might be able to talk again and and see these guys and and maybe get a little bit more up to speed on on some of the the roster moves and the and maybe coaching moves and and GM moves and everything that could possibly be on the table as they're all going to an evaluation stage. Trevor, you talked about collaboration, man. Uh, there's nothing better than when we get to collaborate with, you know, fantastic guys or gals out there who know what they're talking about, who've been on the beat and are out there with a podcast of their own. I'm talking none other than our special guest. I'm going to bring him in, Mr. Zach Seegers of Let's Talk Broncos, co-host. Welcome in, Zach, man. Thank you very much, man. Clap it up, gentlemen. Oh, thank you guys. Thank you very much for having me. I'm excited to talk Broncos with y'all. Let's, uh, yeah, we, we got plenty to digest. It's an active time in Broncos country. Yeah, absolutely. Zach, I wanted to bring you in for a plethora of reasons. One, you're fantastic. You're knowledgeable. You put out some amazing, amazing content. Um, before you. you get into the, the first answer, please, by all means, plug whatever show that you would like, because you're out there, you're doing quite a bit, man. Um, I wanted to get your thoughts on this, though. We talked about it. You probably heard us a little bit backstage. What are your thoughts on what was said about the door being open for one Russell Wilson to possibly be on this roster in the future? Was it all was it all just PR talk or is there any truth to what we're hearing from the three gentlemen that took the podium? Um, I mean, I think there's a tiny little sliver of truth to it in the sense that I think they'd be fine with Russ staying uh, under the same pretenses they proposed uh, before the season and then brought up again during the bye week, uh, which is changing his contract. And I think Russ has made it abundantly clear he's not going to do that. And mm-hmm. I don't fault him for that either. I just, I, I think it's saving face. You know, the NFLPA, uh, oh, I guess it, it's come out that that letter wasn't from the NFLPA, but at the very least, Russell Wilson was threatening to get the NFLPA involved 
um, maybe bring some litigation against the Denver Broncos uh, as to, you know, why were they keeping him on the roster? Why uh, was he still the backup? I think it's a very, I think it's very questionable decision-making. Um, I do think it has more to do with like covering their own butts than it does um, a, a realistic uh, coming back together. Like this is an ugly divorce. Um, mm. Sean Payton has all his uh, media uh, insiders uh, taking shots at uh, Russ and Russ's camp. And Russ has all of his insiders uh, mm. taking shots at Sean Payton's camp. And, and they both have plenty. Uh, I think, you know, I think there's some analysis, plenty of the analysis out there is honest in terms of like the breaking news or like insider reports say, um, I think most everyone is uh, uh, giving a slant of some some sort and uh, evening, Michael. Good to see you. <laughs> yes. Good evening, Michael. Always a fantastic supporter. Michael Ronquillo chiming in over on Facebook. Zach, um, well, unfortunately, you're, you're taking my alleluia that I started with because I was so excited uh, to hear the news and and putting a little bit dimmer light on it. I, I, you know, I was hoping that we would come on and I would have a bunch of people all excited about the possibility of Russell Wilson coming back in from this reason alone. And I spoke about this from the very beginning, but I want to get your thoughts on this and we can go around the board on this as well. Um, but from a financial standpoint, it just seems like it makes more sense to have Russell Wilson on this roster it's purely because trying to eat 85 million, whether you're trying to split it over two years or doing the absurd thing and trying to eat it all in one year, it seems like it's just a handicap to this team. I know, and I, you know, I liked a, a tweet of yours that you put out there you may be on a little bit different side of the, the coin on this. You think that maybe Russell Wilson, as you put it, is on a decline and maybe two more years of Russell Wilson isn't what we need. Yeah. Quote, tell me if I'm wrong, but th then also talk a little bit why you think it'd be okay to move on in this financial situation, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, uh, the finances are not a problem. Uh, it's, it sounds crazy. I know 80 million in dead cap. It's a record setting number. It's gotta be a problem. It's not, it really isn't. The Broncos have already budgeted for this money on their books. It's already accounted for. It's not, uh, uh, uh some surprise debt that that's springing up and, oh my God, we got to cut Justin Simmons and we got to trade Cortland Sutton. And how are we going to field an NFL team? No, it's already budgeted for. So I, I don't think they're burnt. The bunny is frankly already burned. The money was burned when you signed the 20 to 25th best quarterback in the NFL to an enormous contract. That's when the money was. Now it's like, do you want to burn another 40 mil? That's how I view it. Um, mm. Because yes, maybe you keep them for two years. The dead cap number after those two years isn't zero. Um, you're going to eat 6 million more than you would have to in 2025. You're going to eat, uh, I think, 35 million more um in uh 2026 than you would otherwise have to uh mm -hmm. i think it's it's a good demonstration of like the sunk cost fallacy hey no one wants to uh uh admit that they just lit 80 million dollars on fire that's pretty embarrassing it's gonna uh, solidify it as one of the worst trades in nfl history uh, i think what's worse than that is burning 40 million more on top of that 
and resigning yourself to not having an answer at the position. Teddy Bridgewater's EPA per play, and like that's not an end-all, be-all stat, but Teddy Bridgewater's EPA per play with Pat Shermer calling the plays is four times what Russell Wilson was this year. It, truth and the, the truth of the matter is he's not that great of a quarterback anymore. And he, I, I do think you can see appreciable decline since 2019, year over year. Uh, 2022 is an extreme negative spike. Uh, but if you look at the general trend and just like blank out 2022, it's still a pretty straight line downward. Um, and I think it's easy to understand why. He, he's a quarterback that's always had limitations, uh, struggles to see over his offensive line, uh, struggles to get rid of the ball quickly. Those were both mitigated by his mobility. His mobility allowed him to break the pocket. All of a sudden, seeing over the offensive line is not a problem. It allowed him to extend plays. All of a sudden, having to hold the ball forever isn't a problem. As that's depreciated 5%, 10% on what it used to be, um, it's become a real problem. He is uh, creating more sacks than any other quarterback in the NFL, more pressures than any other quarterback in the NFL, and he's targeting the 0 to 20-yard section of the field. The first 20 yards, like the section you think the passing offenses are targeting the most, he's targeting them less than any other quarterback in the NFL. Hmm. Um, I, It's just, it sucks. It does suck that the Broncos have to, in my opinion, have to eat $85 million in dead cap. It's not something they want to do. We're only having this debate because Russell Wilson is no longer an elite quarterback and handing over a lot of money would not change that fact. All it would change is it would mean that it would be harder for the Broncos to search for an answer. It would be harder for the Broncos to build up uh, uh, the other 52 around that potential next answer. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, I think that covers the bases. I'm going to get to, I want to get to one question, then I'm going to bring it around the panel a little bit as well. Um, get their thoughts and maybe uh, a few questions towards you as well. Uh, our good friend Kenny Kirkpatrick is coming in from the K&K Sports Show, fantastic podcast as well. But he's saying, in my opinion, it's burn money because you're going to have a QB room making over $50 million with backup QBs only. I mean, speaking if you're you know, 40 spending $40 million on Russell Wilson already. And you bring in a $10 million quarterback, you're spending $50 million. And what do you have? Yeah, it's not exciting. Um, less exciting again. I, like it's, it's, what are your options here? Right? Yes. I do not love the idea of having $50 million of cap space allocated to a quarterback room of, uh, like Jacoby Brissett and Jarrett Stidham or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, I think that's, if you look at what Jacoby Brissett's done these last two years, I think that's a pretty dang good option. I think the Broncos win more games with Jacoby Brissett. Uh, again, look at the offenses he's led the last two years. Don't look at the name brand. Look at look at what they've actually done. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I would prefer that to paying Russell Wilson, whatever. And, and again, the, the these backup quarterbacks, uh, uh, yes, it sucks that you're going to have to uh, allocate a lot of money to the position, um, but you're keeping your flexibility. You're keeping your ability to make moves, um, which is not the case with Russell Wilson. Um, uh, you're not uh, drafting, in my opinion, I don't think you're drafting a quarterback high to sit behind Russell Wilson for two years mm. for a myriad of reasons. Uh, one, uh, the entire Sean Payton and Russell Wilson moves are hyper aggressive moves with uh, the goal of winning a Super Bowl at some point, ideally in the near future. That is not aided by burning your limited draft capital 
uh, uh, when the roster is desperate for talent just about everywhere uh, on a player that you are admittedly not even planning on playing for two more years. That's a problem. Um, uh, also, I think it's very questionable uh, how much uh, sitting a quarterback uh, even aids their development. I think you're kind of just burning years of the rookie contract for, I mean, a, a very minimal gain. I think, yes, the NFL game's really fast. I think that adjustment can happen if you sit him like the first eight weeks of the season. It, do we think Patrick Mahomes isn't Patrick Mahomes if he starts week eight of 2017 instead of week 17? I, I think that probably wouldn't have impacted all that much. I think he's a generational talent. Um, so I, I don't know. I just... Yeah, I don't love investing all that uh, uh, money in the quarterback position for a lesser quarterback. Guess what? Guess what? That happened two years ago. It's done. It happened. It sucks. Mm. I agree. But but handing over 40 more million doesn't change that reality. It, uh, get out while you can. You're down big at the casino. That sucks. Don't try and win it back. Don't keep pouring money and trying to win it back. Get out while you still have a house. Fair enough. Fair enough. Don't double down. Uh, it kind of uh, fun, funny that we, our last uh, game was against the Las Vegas Raiders, where we end up losing um, and having to go home, tail between our legs. But Jody, I know you're a big proponent of Russell Wilson. I, we got Zach here. What is what is your thoughts on this? Why is Russell Wilson a good option under contract for a couple more years? I think the big reason is is you. After this year, if you play your cards right, you can get him to restructure his deal, and that's where you can save big-time money in 2025. For me, that that's where it starts. Um, two, it's a crapshoot with these quarterbacks in the draft now. You're not going up and getting uh, Caleb Williams or Drake May. None of these other quarterbacks yeah. are, in my opinion, you have limited draft capital. You're trying to get more draft picks, not go and dump them on a quarterback that you may or may not, may or may not pan out. Um, that, that, that would be my, my big thing. Um, you are pay, you are already going to pay Russ. Um, what makes this team better? Russell Wilson and building around Russ or trading all these assets on a quarterback that, May like I said, may or may not pan out. Look at Jane Daniels. He was nothing at Arizona State. Had a had really one good year at LSU. Um look at Michael Penix. Um I've heard multiple stats. Uh well below average throwing across the middle. That's something Sean Payton wants. What quarterback fits this scheme that Sean Payton wants? Mm. Um that that's my thing. There's not a true get under center there's not a drew Brees in this draft and there's not a drew Brees out there anywhere those type of quarterbacks are few and far between they are falling by the wayside that's not how they're getting developed in college there are not a lot of quarterbacks that can play under center hmm. that's what sean payton wants a quarterback like that that can throw over the middle um and i don't see that in any of these quarterbacks except maybe caleb williams and I don't see the Bears getting off of that because they can restart the quarterback clock with Caleb Williams. Um, that's my that's the, those are my big things. Yeah, I guess 
I, I would trade up. I, I, I think the limited draft capital is certainly a concern. It's a big swing. It could go bust too. I'm also fine with waiting a year or two, maybe before drafting that quarterback. And that way you get the full benefit of uh, the rookie quarterback uh, clock, kind of as you just alluded to. Um, but uh, every draft pick has the potential of miss. You know, I think it's highlighted too much with quarterbacks where it's like, yeah, well, what if that guy misses? What if the other picks miss? Same thing. Mm -hmm. uh, what if the other picks hit? It's not changing the next 15 years for your franchise. What if the quarterback hits that that will change the next 15 years of your franchise? So, you know, I, I think it uh, uh, analytically. Yeah, you should not trade up. You should not make these big plays. You should maximize darts. You should take uh, as many swings as possible. And if the Broncos are fine with a placeholder this year, um, I, I think that's a, a good route to take trade back accumulate picks build up the war chest so maybe you can make an aggressive uh, uh play up in 2025 or 2026 um listen who's gonna yeah. be your quarterback then until until those quarter, uh, quarterbacks gonna drop off you want to I mean, like I, th I think it's a valid question and it's one that's awesome uh, or off often goodness uh brought up in this discussion I always point to Jacoby Brissett, who over the last two years has been a uh, like demonstrably better quarterback than Russell Wilson. I think the eye test supports that. Uh, just about any metric you would want to highlight would support that. Um, like team wins, team offensive performance too, if you even wanted to like really zoom out, um, would support that. Uh, and he made $10 million this year. So like, yeah, it sucks having to pay $55 million for that. For me, the debate isn't like because uh, you, you talk about building around Russell Wilson, right? Do you want to do that or do you want to trade up and maybe wind up with a quarterback that isn't the answer? Well, guess what? You already got the quarterback that isn't the answer. Uh, for me, like that's just not it's not about building around Russ, you know, because he, one, he's on the decline. Um and two, that contract's only getting more and more expensive. I don't think you're going to be investing more into that uh, depreciating asset. Uh, I also think the idea of like this Sean Payton system, and it has to be Drew Brees, wildly overstated. Who's the most non-traditional starting quarterback of the last decade in the NFL? Probably Kendall Hinton. Right behind that, Taysom Hill. He is a tight end playing quarterback. You can start him at tight end or quarterback in your fantasy league. What other quarterback can you say that about? And which uh, head coach uh, seeked that player out, drafted him, developed him, uh, uh, and then started him over a traditional pocket passer and Jameis Winston while his team was chasing a playoff spot? Sean Payton. I don't think the problem is he needs a quarterback to play like Drew Brees. I think he or, or uh, uh, locked into structure at all times. I think he needs a quarterback that has the ability to play in structure sometimes. And Russ did not have that ability. Very good. Um, Albert, I know that you got just a little bit in. Trevor, I want to just get a little bit from you and then maybe we'll have a little bit of fun because this has been a little bit contentious. I know that uh, yeah, as we have different camps, obviously, all the way across the board. Trevor, did you have any thoughts uh, on this, Russell Wilson? And what uh, what uh, we have Zach saying here as far as moving on. Yeah, I just want to first appreciate Zach for coming on again. Zach, we love having you on, and just thanks for reaching out and being being just so cool about it. And we love having you on. Really quick, thank you guys so much for having me. Like, I love debating this football stuff. It's all fun. Like, we yeah. disagree on football. It yeah. is a bunch of guys in costumes fighting each other on painted grass. 
We go <laughs> in perspective. We love it. I love it to death. Look at my backdrop. Look at all your backdrops. But I, I you know, I, I'm opinionated. But I, I hope you, you guys can take it all in stride. I, uh, I just love debating this stuff. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. That's and that's why again we want the Broncos to just to win, get back to winning again. Whoever is on this roster, who's coach, whatever, just get back to winning. But uh, no, so for me, it's just like I'm right, right there with Zach. I'm in between everybody right now because I'm like I don't think Russell Wilson's a franchise quarterback. But my thing is this roster has, I and mean, we've seen that. I think the past two games is it more of is it a Sean Payton problem or is it a Russell Wilson problem? No, I think Russ definitely doesn't help the offense by any means. Don't get me wrong. But I, I again with Jared Stidham. You kind of seen this Sean Payton type of quarterback. You didn't see much improvement from the offense. And for me, it's just more of a this team has so many other needs that maybe quarterback's not the biggest need right now. Now, yeah, of course, if you can hit on that Caleb Williams, Drake May, Jane Daniels, those franchise quarterbacks, uh, type quarterbacks that we think those guys can be, then of course. But again, where the Broncos are at draft capital wise, six total draft picks right now, it just doesn't look very promising to do that because again it takes two teams two teams to tango so while we may want it the broncos may want it the commanders the patriots uh, the bears may not want it may not want to do it so again that would be a dream if you could trade up is it the right move because you have over the past two off seasons you have moved assets and it's not worked out for this team and now it's gotten this team to where they're at now that's with russell wilson and with sean payton so you've invested so much into that it's not worked out meanwhile the rest of your roster's taking a hit I mean, it take, truly takes this as a team game. It's not just one guy. Now, one guy can definitely help with it. You know, you get that franchise quarterback, but you definitely need weapons around that guy. And that's on the defense side of the ball, and that's on the offense side of the ball. You, you need those other guys. And it's just like this team just doesn't have it right now, in my opinion. That's why I don't think that that's part of the reason why we're not seeing this team be successful. Because, yeah, we were having to worry about the quarterback, but look at Cleveland. They have Joe Flacco. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're and they're winning. And the Colts, they didn't have their starting quarterback this year, and they were winning because they have other, those other complementary pieces that Denver mm. doesn't have on both sides of the ball. And it's for me, it's just I think Rush is manageable if you can just with that dead cap hit. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. He's not going to necessarily be that Patrick Mahomes, however he used to be. But again, I think the Broncos we got to focus on also the rest of the roster because the running game has not helped them out this year. The offensive line. Well, I know PFF had them ranked pretty high. They were struggling down, down the line. And we've seen that with Stidham on Sunday, five sacks. And that could have been more. And it's just like there's more to it than just – there's different levels to it mm-hmm. of why this team isn't isn't performing well than just quarterback. That's why I say now I think they're taking a second look of like, hmm, maybe we do bring back Russ just because, yeah, that we have the injury clause in the contract, but he's not missed a ton of games. Now you're taking a big risk with that if he does get hurt. But, again – What's the better option? I mean, I know Jacoby Brissett maybe possibly, but it's just like you're playing. You're paying Russell Wilson to play for another team, anyways. Why not at least try to maybe a quarterback competition between Russ and or Jacoby Brissett? Yeah, I think it's so. I, I guess here's the framing I would give you guys. It's it, for me. It's uh, uh, would I rather pay ninety five million dollars over three years for Jacoby Brissett to be my starter? Or would I rather pay um, 120 million for Russell Wilson to be my starter for the next three years? Because that's the thing. It's not just like you're you are adding on by keeping Russ. It's not just like, mm-hmm. well, 85 for nothing or 85 for Russ. You take 85 for Russ. I fully agree. It's 85 for nothing or 120 million for Russ and three years of time. Like I don't think yeah. that should be uh, overstated either. Like. 
Uh, uh, do, you do, you, do, you, do you say that because you don't think Russ, Russ will restructure? You I mean, think I think that's a non-option. I mean, I think this whole standoff evidence is that he's not interested in doing that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I think if he was open to a restructure, we're probably not in this mess. Uh, he wasn't willing to, like, lose a small bit of security or I shouldn't say small, but he wasn't willing to, like, push back uh, uh, that injury security a year for it to be like a meaningful cap difference for the Broncos. You'd have to ask him to hand back like 40 million dollars. Who who? And again, he's going to go out. He's going to hit the open market. He's going to sign a one year vet deal make a little bit extra money. And then he's going to hit the market again after probably looking solid with surrounding talent, like a plus surrounding talent. Um, and then he's going to sign again and he's going to make more money on top of that. So you wouldn't only be asking him to give back 40 million. You'd be asking him to forego uh, uh, the opportunity to make several, several, several more million. So, um, so what side are you on? Are you on George Payton's side? That they came to Russ in good faith, or that on Russ's side that they came to him and said, "Either take take the cut, or you're going to get benched." Um, I think it was probably uh, take the cut, or we're going to have to bench you. I think the I think that debate is so confusing to me because this has happened before players with injury guarantees getting benched to protect themselves from injuries. Cause this is a, a unfortunate reality of an injury guarantee that I think we can all just kind of see if you put it in a vacuum with a, a random player, right? Mm -hmm. uh, uh, they have a guarantee that they're going to make a lot of money. Uh, you're going to be locked into that player for two years. If they get injured, Hey, if that player is a superstar, not a problem. Yeah. Hey, I want to, I want that player around. If that's a player you don't want to be committed to long-term and, and put uh, $40 million more into uh, that might become a bit of an issue. And what is the only way in football to guarantee that a player isn't going to get injured? Don't play football. It's, it's a, Hey, it's a, it's a tough game. Uh, the, the only way to guarantee that is to not play football. Um, uh, so when these situations have arose in the past, uh, there's no debate. The team just sits the quarterback down or sits the player down and goes tough. I mean, if you were playing better, we wouldn't even be in this situation. So I'm sorry. I, I, I asked because do you, I asked because do you think if they presented it a different way with Russ, Russ would be willing to, to negotiate differently than do what we say, or you're not going to start. I, I so I don't think that would have changed much because again, what I'm getting at, I guess, is the Broncos offered Russ a choice, um, and I, I acknowledge the options aren't great, mm -hmm. but those are the Broncos' options at that juncture, right? We just the reality of the situation. Russ has a contract that if he gets injured, the Broncos are locked into him long term. The Broncos do not want to be locked into him long term. So the solutions to this are either remove that part of the contract or create a scenario where Russell Wilson can't get injured, right? So I think, and again, whenever this has come up in the past, the players were not granted autonomy. They had no decision-making power. It was, the decision was made for them. Russ is the only uh, player up until this point to have any autonomy in the situation. And to his credit, he uh, uh, wrestled that away from the Broncos by getting the NFLPA involved. 
um, that's an option that is not going to be presented to future players with this injury guarantee because of how this Russell Wilson situation has played out. Hmm. So I guess I don't know how they could have approached it better. Like the only way the Broncos would have gotten what they needed to like have the problem solved on their end is Russ getting rid of the injury guarantee, something he does not want to do for Russ to get what he wants. The Broncos have to want him long-term which they're just, you know, we can debate whether that's right or wrong. But I think that's a different conversation, but that's something mm. they don't want to do. So at that point, it just be, I think it's just bound for divorce. That's again, part of the reason why I think uh, he's not coming back next year. Cause I just, I don't know how you square those two sides unless someone uh, uh, like does a complete 180 overnight. And, and that's hard to project with Russ and Sean Payton who are both extremely steadfast in their ways. See, I don't why not just bench him after one and five start and be done with it? Because um, I, I, go ahead, Zach. I would I'm on three two on that. I think the timing <laughs> has a lot to do with the bye week. We, like yeah. when have they discussed these things with Russ? It was all when football was not being played. Correct. Um, I think the fact that it comes right after a victory over the Chiefs looks atrocious. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't think the Broncos handled this well. Uh, I think there's plenty of like this is a gross situation. Again, it's going to go down as one of the worst uh, trades in NFL history. Uh, the divorce between Russ and Seattle was pretty messy, and there's not the love in Denver or between Denver and Russ that there was in Seattle. You know, uh, so I think this is going to be a very messy divorce. Um, yeah, I just I think it, it's kind of I think it's a gross situation. It's a messy situation. See, Keith. So before I, I just want to jump in real quick. So I I don't actually truly believe they were ever going to bench Russ. Like they could threaten all they want, but again, what message does that send to the locker room when you're right after you you just beat that just you just uh, snap that losing streak against the Chiefs? What message does that send to the locker room? Oh, hey, by the way, let's just bench our starting quarterback for Jared Sidham. So that's why I'm like, yeah, they may say that, like maybe it was a threat, but were they actually going to do it? And that's because that's the thing is like that if they were completely done with Russ, why are why is he even practicing? He gets hurt in practice, and the injury guarantee kicks in next year. So that's why I'm like. Not sure if they're hundred percent down for us because they could said, Russ, out of the building. You don't I mean, you stay away. We'll figure this out to the end of the year. Do the whole Derek Carr, Oakland Raiders, uh Las Vegas Raiders situation, sorry, and be done with them. So that's why I'm like, Yeah, it's hard for me to debate that. I mean to like debate what they want to do with Russ. I don't actually don't think they know. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's a it's a naughty situation. Um yeah, I just it's it's going to be difficult to get out of it. I don't think they handled it perfectly. I think the Broncos deserve criticism. I think, you know, this is it should maybe bring up NFL contracts and maybe like is it time they go to a more guaranteed model like we've seen the NBA go to and I I think there's fair ethical questions to be brought up. I think there's fair criticisms of Sean Payton to be brought up too. I just I don't know. I think it's very hard to um, do it better. You know, like I think it could have been done better, but I think when you're in this, like, uh, I don't know if you guys swear on the storm, but on the show, but when you're in the middle of this poop storm, I just, I don't know. Like it's hard to get out clean, I guess is what I'd say. I think it can be done. I think it's really hard and uh that said we should still hold the broncos accountable for their faults fair enough zach man i 
I wanted to bring you on because I knew you were knowledgeable. I knew you had a different take. I didn't know that we would maybe get into the debate that we did. I told you, hey, man, swing on for 10 to 15 minutes. You've been super generous with your time. I appreciate you jumping on, talking with us, debating. You got to promise me that you'll come back and we'll talk happier thoughts and we'll have a good old time on here where we're all laughing and joking. Um, I know that this is the time of year when you know debates are up like you said it's all in good fun um, but we'll come back and we'll have a, a lot of good fun i told you before man i wanted you to jump on here and plug yourself just a little bit so now i'm going to ask you one more time before oh, you get out of here before we thank you again so much for jumping on and being a part of our show please plug what you have going on as well sir yeah, really quick. Just thank you guys again for having me, making the time uh, for me on your show and uh, hearing me out. I, I know I'm very opinionated on this stuff, but I, I like the banner and I, I enjoy going back and forth with you guys and uh, uh, making my perspective more well-rounded. And thank you to the listeners too. I, I saw it in the comments scrolling up. Not a lot of people agreed with me necessarily, but I see uh, uh, even Pearl Heater, who I, I think was one of the ones disagreeing with me. Uh, 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 I don't know, hearing me out at least, giving me the space. Uh, and then, Hey, that's what, uh, this conversation is all about. I appreciate you all Broncos country. Let's go. Uh, if you enjoy this, please go over to the let's talk Broncos podcast. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I think I'm solid. I think, uh, the people I work with are frankly smarter and better than me. Um, uh, Robbie and Frankie, I'm really, uh, excited for the new show. They've got a uh, full field read. That'll be every Friday, uh, Thursday, rather. Uh, they're doing, uh, awesome in-depth X's and O's content. Like their last episode, uh, was breaking down every, uh, Jarrett Stidham drop back from his start against the Raiders, you know, just like awesome resources that you're not like the Denver post doesn't have that stuff. Uh, uh, nine news doesn't have that stuff. Um, so I'm really proud of it. And, uh, uh, I think Broncos country will really enjoy it. So head over there. And again, thank you all for the time. I'm really uh, grateful for it. Thank you, Zach. Well, th Appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Zach. Thank you. Like I said, invite is open for uh, another, uh, fantastic topic. We'll get, me get you on here. Have a great old time, have some fun, but it was great talking with you. Thanks for, so much for your thoughts, your opinions and everybody. Head on over to Let's Talk Broncos. Fantastic show. Uh, watched a lot of it myself, and and you guys do fantastic stuff. So thank you so much, Zach. We're going to say goodbye. Have a good night, sir. Thanks, thank Zach. You. Good night, everybody. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, guys. Uh, you know, always fantastic having, you know, guests on, special guests on. I know we had a little bit different opinion than a lot of our friends and our co-hosts maybe here on the show, but that's what it's all about. And like, uh, like Pearl's coming in saying, I love debates. I love them too, Pearl. It gives us a, a more rounded perspective. It gives us maybe a different outlook. And sometimes, you know, when you just hang out with your buddies, with your friends, you know, it's easy to kind of get that kind of common mindset and, uh, uh, and really introduce outside ideas. Uh, I'm back if uh, we were having some internet issues, it looks like. So um, I'm trying to get this all loaded up, guys. Uh, hopefully. Looks like Keith's frozen. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jody, your mic. 
I have a question for, for everyone. Everyone keeps bringing up Teddy Bridgewater, Taysom Hill, Jameis Winston. These little five, these little five game winning streaks that they had in New Orleans. But that's all it was, these little five game stretches. We've seen Drew Locke go four and one and look how that panned out. We've seen we've got evidence, this little small sample size, and everyone thinks that that means that he can develop whatever quarterback. Uh, what quarterback in this draft does everyone see that fits Sean Payton's system? Because obviously he is not going to adjust, adjust to whatever quarterback's out there, or he would. He would have done it with Russ. I'll go, you can let you go, Dutchie. You can go first. I, I totally agree. And then they talk about uh, uh, what is it, Driscoll? Uh, uh, Jacoby Brissett. Oh. Okay. If he was that great of a quarterback, why doesn't he stick with one team? He's been no. He has already seen four, five teams now. So if he was that good, he is just another Brits quarterback for a couple of games, and then he drops off. So that's that's my opinion on Brissett. No, um, I, I truly believe we need to stick with Russ and getting a quarterback behind him. Um, I'm not sure who's going to fit in this draft for uh, Sean Payton. But if Sean Payton only wants to play a system that he is really wanting, he might never find that quarterback. And I think that is what my opinion. Guys, I'm back. Sorry about that. Sorry to mean to drop it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, obviously, just kind of getting back into the fold, a lot of different options brought about. I, I kind of alluded to it, guys. I wanted to get to something a little bit more fun. And so I figured I'll just drop it in with us. I couldn't keep Zach around for all of it. I'm going to start off with Albert because I know that uh, we kind of I, – I feel like I brushed over him on some of the other topics. We talked about rewinding, looking at these this last season, Albert, um, in our kind of our advertisement and our agenda as well. Um, I want to go ahead and I want to rewind in your mind and to make it a little bit easier, I said, hey, maybe we'll throw out a couple of grades. I want two A's and two F's. Give me two A's that you would hand out for this, for, for a player, a coach, whatever have you, for an individual on the Denver Broncos. Give me two A's, give me two F's. We'll worry about all those middle grades as we start to digest this, uh, this whole 2023-2024 season. But I figure we should be able to get a couple A's, a couple F's, That'll be an easy one for us. Albert, what do you got? Two A's, Quinn Minus, and Cortland Sutton. They are definitely they were they were the highlights of the of the of the offense. Did he always have a great game? No. But you can expect it from, from every player. Um two F's. Uh Demary Mathis. Okay. And I would say Jared Stidham. Okay. Because he he was supposed to be that spark of the offense. And we did not even get a little spark. Not even a... Hmm. And the water was not even lukewarm. It was still cold. So, yeah, Stidham gets enough for me. 
Very good, buddy. I like it. I like it. Jody, why don't we head up to you, man? Uh, two A's and two F's that you'd hand out this off of this last year. Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Quinn Miners was an A. He is probably a top three guard in the NFL. Um, you're definitely your best offensive lineman. Uh, I don't know if I can go another A on this team line. <laughs> Okay, that's fair, man. I, I I didn't want to limit, but I didn't want to like uh you know give you guys hey give me five A's you know so yeah absolutely if you got one got Quinn Miners that's your A that's fine buddy and a couple F's for me and I'm gonna go with guys that played a lot this year and I know he was coming off an of injury but Javante Williams F for me he mm. <laughs> under four yards to carry um did not look explosive this year I know he's coming off an injury and we rode him and it just didn't look good the run the run game in general f and i'm gonna give well i said guys that played a lot up i'll take that back i'm gonna give greg dulcich an f mm. he can't stay healthy i mean he got hurt he got hurt in coming off an injury um that's been a wasted pick it's been horrible it's been two years with no tight ends um those are my two f's for sure Got Kenny coming in with a couple of grades. F equals Peyton. That's Peyton with a Y. F equals Judy. <laughs> um, a for Sutton and an A for Russ. Because if you had one of your bridge quarterback guys, this team would have been lucky to have four wins. Uh, Michael Ronquillo jumping in with a couple of grades before I move it over to Trevor. He's saying two F grades are Mike McGlinchey and Jerry Judy. And A, our right guard, Quinn Miners, and wide receiver, Cortland Sutton. Getting a lot of love for a lot of the same guys that we're seeing. Do you have different guys? Do you have same guys? Trevor, what are your thoughts? Give me some A's. Give me some F's. Yeah, so I'll start with my A's. Um, I'll go with special teams. I mean, this special teams group is just, I mean, Oh, I said better. individual. I said okay. individual. Marvin Mims, then. I'll go Marvin right. Mims. Uh, kick, he's, he's just been so good. And such an, he's just such a Devin Hester type player for me when it comes to just kicking, just kick returns and punt returns. Uh, his speed, you can tell the, de I mean, you can tell the other teams, you know, just they just are scared he's going to run it back every time. And you know, when you watch him, honestly, you think he might take it back every time. He's just got, he's just that explosive. Now he needs to get involved in the offense, and Sean Payton's got to do a better job involving him. And Marvin Mims got to get better at running routes. Um, but for me, I think just that right there is very lethal. Um, and then I'll go. Jonathan Cooper, seventh-round draft pick, eight-and-a-half sacks this year. I mean, again, maybe not your Batman edge rusher, but he's definitely your Robin edge rusher. Him and Nick Benito, those two right there, those uh, two, they're really a lethal combination, 16-and-a-half sacks, sacks between the both of them. I mean, that's that's pretty good from both from both guys. And just get that out of the seventh-round draft pick, I mean, that's mm. already, that's just, I mean, that, that value just, it, it's just, it's great. And um, I'll go with my two Fs, Sean Payton, just because, of this offense, how bad it looked this year. Again, if you want to say that's Russell Wilson or not, I'm not blaming that all on Russ. That's I think Sean Payton. You give up a ton for him as far as draft uh, draft capital, and you're paying him big time money, 18 million dollars a year plus. You give up a first and second round traffic for him. So it's just again, you have to assess that the value you gave up for him. Also with this season, I mean, again, you had no running game. Rarely no running game all year, and Jerry Judy. I mean, and that's the lead to my next one. But Jerry Judy was not exactly involved in the offense enough either. And you had just had Cortland Sutton in there, um, and it's just again the offense. Well, I take a step up. It was baby steps, in my opinion, to where where it should have been like okay, let's be top 
15, top 12, and you know, offense. I mean, you can't expect a big strides all in one year, but again, it's just not not enough strides for me. Mm. My other F is Jerry Judy. I just again fail to be that truly be that number uh, number two wide receiver next to Colton Sutton has not lived up to um, be that first round talent to Denver when Denver took him, uh, and just. Again, I think his time here here in Denver is over because um, you know, he just can't seem to produce when you need him to produce. He's a guy that will show up in meaningless time, but will not show up when you need him. So it's just, I think I think he's got to be on the move because you can't you can't really resign a guy that just just doesn't show up in this offense. I think he just needs to change the scenery too. I think it would be best for both sides. Very good, man. Very good. You guys, between the uh, the comments that are coming in and between your guys' choices, a lot of a lot of uh, options taken up. I'll take, try to at least choose one. I'm going to go ahead and I'll give an A to Justin Simmons. Once again, here's a guy that you know lost his 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 uh, cohort almost all all season long, and a Kareem Jackson, the guy that he loves to be next to. PJ Law comes in; they don't skip a beat. I think he had a fantastic season. I think he played very, very well. Once again, a pro bowler. I think you got to give it a little bit up for Justin Simmons on the A side of things. A side of things, I got to say Quinn Miners. So that, I know that's a repeat, but man, talk about a probably a top guard in the NFL. Uh, they say all the time, especially when it comes to offensive linemen, give them a couple years and then they start making their pro bowl appearances because it's a lot about re- name recognition. I think he's going to continue to get that name recognition and he'll finally get his pro bowl nod probably next year. Boy, F's F's I'm going to have to go right up front for a, a probably a cut that's coming um, as soon as possible. And I'll have to say DJ Jones. Uh, here's a guy that I really, really, really loved. Lot, thought he could come in and really make an impact coming in from San Francisco. That defense, that boy, it just seemed like they were they had such tenacity and such meanness and such toughness. And boy, he just never really lived up to it. Didn't play in the black backfield. Wasn't good against the run. Um, wasn't good at, at the pass rush. Didn't bat down passes. I mean, you name it. He just seemed like it was a zero impact player, and he's probably gone because of that. And I'm going to go ahead and, and agree with Jody. Greg Dulcich is a guy that I really had big expectations for. I think that Sean Payton had big expectations for. He was supposed to be the uh, the X factor, the uh, the Joker, as as they say, uh, or as Sean Payton would say. Um, and you know, unfortunately, once again, another season where you know he doesn't look good and he doesn't finish out, and we're we're left hanging in a lurch in our tight end room. And and who is that elite tight end we thought we had? It's, it may not be Greg Dulcich. Lot to prove in this next, next, uh, next off season and and um, OTAs and training camp and the like. I think he's going to be in a big battle. So there, that's my final F. Um, guys, we have a few more minutes, so I'll breach one more topic uh, that we had on here on our agenda, and that was we, we did rewind play and fast forward. We're going to get the play. The play was how did the Broncos play this off season? I know that we talked a little bit about this already, and and I know Russell Wilson has a ton to do with this as well. But I just want to get your thoughts, your opinions, get them out there on the airways for our viewers and our listeners. How do you think the Broncos play this offseason? I'll start with Jody. I'll go around the horn, Albert and Trevor. Well, I think it's, in my opinion, it's pretty simple. It's one of two ways, either 
you come to some common ground with Russ and he's your whatever you want to call it, bridge quarterback, whatever, and you build around him, or you draft a quarterback, whatever whatever quarterback Peyton identifies, and he starts day one, and you roll with that quarterback. This going and spending 10 more million, what, who, how much you're going to have to spend on a bridge quarterback for somebody that's going to produce less than what Russ did makes a zero sense. And that helps you nothing. Um, it's Russ or rookie quarterback starts day one and mm. you go from there. It's one of those two options. I will not be in favor of a bridge quarterback. I will not be in favor of Jared Stenham. Um, that does nothing. And all that does is give Sean Payton outs and excuses if and when his offense looks like trash, like it did with Stidham. Well, that's not my guy. We couldn't get my guy in the draft and excuses. Um, mm. It's Russ or rookie quarterback day one. Very good. You're giving me options. I wanted a more definitive answer. Is that a flip for you? Is that is it a 50-50 option in the air, no. do you think, for this Denver Broncos team? I'm talking about the Denver Broncos, not you personally. It's like 90-10, I think, okay. that it's a, like a rookie, okay. rookie quarterback starting because if Russ was in the plans even next year, you don't sit in these last two games. Russ has proven – I mean, he's missed five games his whole career, three on a fluke hand injury. So – and I'll give one last year was a fluke concussion. If Denver wasn't playing like they were and some different things, I don't think Russ goes balls out like that and takes that mm -hmm. type of day. He slides and does different things. There was just circumstances on – Russ had to do what he had to do on that play. Fair I mean, enough. Four, four or five games he missed were fluke injuries. Yeah, been a resilient quarterback. It really has. I mean, you can't you can't blame the for guy. the amount of sacks he takes and different things. He doesn't miss games. He's one of the healthiest players I've ever seen for the amount of sacks and hits he takes. Agreed, man. Uh, you know we. We can look at guys who took major hits and were those pocket quarterbacks like Ben Roethlisberger and the like, and I think we would see a very similar trend. And we're talking about a completely different body type. You know, no, no one can fault Russell Wilson for going out there and trying to play every single week. I think he goes out there and does it. Um, you, you, you can't take that away from him. Albert, go ahead and go. Give me your thoughts on this, man. I'm, I'm going completely different route. I'm going the funny route today. Okay. So the um, Sean Payton is going to call. Like in. his funny hat. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I love your hat, man. Nice hat, by the way. Uh, Sean Payton is going to call in uh, uh, Kurt Warner as a quarterback. Oh, so that will be a good. Uh, and they want to have the fair opportunity and equal opportunity employment fulfilled. So they're taking a senior on the, on the quarterback. And then uh, Terrell Davis, uh, he wants to do a show a little bit up more. And he's going to teach um, Washington and – oh, not Washington. Uh, Williams. Pookie Williams uh, how, to, how to be a running back. And then uh, and Coach Prime is going to be our offensive coordinator. <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> very good very good took it completely off the cuff having tons of fun um may have to send albert in for uh rocky mountain sports network uh drug test after the show but that being said i'm gonna bring it over to trevor salzman and and uh get his thoughts on how the denver broncos will play this offseason agreeing with albert yeah, Dutchie, I can't, I can't compete with that. Just saying, as a, as a bus man, as a bus man, I don't know, I don't want that to happen. We need, let's, can we just borrow Prime just for a year, and then we can send him off to the Broncos after that. But we at least need one dominant year of bus football. <laughs> no, but uh, for me, you know, I, I guess for me, it's really hard because again, some things stuck out. I think at the pressure today, uh, George Payton really kind of put it out there. I mean. You're gonna have to start getting production from your rookies last year, this past year. Riley Moss, Marvin Mims, Alex Forsyth, uh, Drew Sanders, Jail Skinner. You're, you're gonna have to get contributions from those guys because, again, this team isn't gonna play in the first sort of stage of free agency like they did last offseason. They're not gonna do that. They already came out and said that. So what they're gonna have to do is find kind of diamonds in the rough, gems that maybe we're not talking about. That's what they're gonna have to find in free agency. Now, yeah, they will have cap room but they won't not, not going to have nowhere near enough to bring in these elite playmakers and players all the way around the board so they're going to have to go um more the whole again just to trust their scouts and they're really going to have to hit on these some of these lower uh you know term players um and, and mid-tier because you're not going to get those top tier guys so for me again regardless what you do with russ again i think russ is gone i don't think russ is coming back i think that relationship between him and sean payton is just it's not there right for me right now. And I don't think Russ will, will uh, reconstruct his contract. And, and so if, that, if that's not going to happen, then I, I think that Russ is uh, you know, going to end up going somewhere else and the Broncos won't end up moving on. But regardless, if they take a quarterback of the draft, I, I wouldn't pick one at 12, honestly. Penix, again, I would trade back to get Penix or trade back to get Bo Nix, even McCarthy. I, I wouldn't take a quarterback at 12. I think you need to trade back. You need to get more draft capital. Uh, George Payton has has spoke to that. Like, hey, maybe we might. We have six, total six picks. Maybe we might trade back, at, at, you know, and get some get some more draft capital because mm. your cap room is you're over the cap by so much. Yeah, you're, you'll get you'll get some money back with reconstructing some contracts and all this stuff, but you're going to be limited what you can do in free agency. So how are you going to maximize the talent on this roster by getting it? That's the draft. Trading back, getting more bites of the apple. Um, you know. That, that type of situation, that's where I see the Broncos going this offseason because they were not going to be able to spend nowhere near as much as they did last offseason. So for me, it's just more conservative, take chances. Some of these um, rookies from this past year are going to have to step up into bigger roles, and we're going to have to start seeing some more in-house improvement as well while also this team just trying to figure out what they can do in the draft. But I think what they're going to have to do to get better, a lot of it's going to be in the draft, in my opinion. There you go. There you go. Long and the short of it. Got to go young, got to get in the draft, got to get in front of these contracts, got to get value. Uh, no better way than doing it than the young way, according to Trevor. So that, That's why I don't think trading up in the draft even makes any sense. I don't see how it's even possible. One, if you're the Bears and you view Caleb Williams even the same as Justin Fields, you're much better to draft him and you can restart the quarterback clock and you got now five years of a quarterback on a cheap deal. You have to pay fields probably next year. So you're not going up there and getting Caleb Williams. I don't think you're going up to two to get Drake may because who who's that? Whoever's that two. Commanders. And I don't remember, commanders. They need a quarterback. They're not sticking with Sam Howell. Yeah, no. They need a quarterback. 
Patriots if, at three. And if not, and Patriots at three, they definitely need a quarterback. Yeah. So you're not getting one of those two guys. So what are you trading up for to get Jaden Daniels, who almost reminds me he is better passer, but he is a to me is this boom bust like Anthony Richard last year. Um had one good year this year at LSU. Did nothing when he was at Arizona State. So you you're gonna throw away all these draft picks for a boom bust like that? That that doesn't make any sense to me. And I've never been on the Michael Penix train. He doesn't do things that Sean Payton wants. He doesn't throw over the middle well. Um and last night he just did some things that I mean he missed wide open receivers that were wide open. So I'm either if a quarterback, if you want a quarterback, you take him at 12 or move back and there's other quarterbacks that you can, that you can get in later rounds that are going to be good. That'll be that you can develop. All right. Well, my thoughts on, on how I think we're going to go ahead and play this off season. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to stick with it, man. I came in here. I want to, I got my, uh, I wish I had like a, a lime green suit jacket or something like that, or maybe a, a sherbet orange. So I could, uh, <laughs> no, no, no. So I could say, so you're saying there's a chance. Um, because, um, call me dumb and dumber, but I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take everything that I heard by word. I think it was in good faith that they, uh, went to Russell Wilson and said, Hey man, can you push this contract out? Now, whether that was taken well by the agent, who's mainly a baseball agent, I'm not, I don't think that was the case. And I don't think it was communicated very well. Ru Albert talked a little bit about Russ maybe being in the room for that conversation, maybe that how that would have changed. Well, now I think we're getting Russ in the room for some of these conversations. We spent 30 minutes with him. We said, hey, be patient. We haven't made a decision. We hear that Sean Payton wants to make the best decision for the Denver Broncos. Making the best decision for the Denver Broncos means that Russell Wilson, as your starting quarterback and not blowing $85 million, has to be an option. It has to be an option you're weighing, and he said so. He said that's an option they need to go to. So that being said, how they're going to play this offseason, how I want them to play this offseason, how I think they're going to play this offseason is they're going to look hard, they're going to evaluate, they're going to look at you know what options there are and I hope, and I hope it's 100% true, Sean Payton makes the best decision for the Denver Broncos. That's what he said. Now, that could come in a lot of different ways, according to Sean Payton. But if, it's, if he's truly thinking that Russell Wilson coming back is the best option, I embrace it. If he's moving on and he sees a quarterback that he thinks can run the system, I'll embrace it. But that being said, it better be the best choice for the Denver Broncos. So, gentlemen, I'll go ahead and I'm going to get uh, final thoughts as we're already just a little bit over. Um, I'll start off with Trevor. Go around the horn. What do you got for Tre final thoughts, Trevor? Yeah, so I just want to thank everybody uh, in, the, in the comments tonight, everybody watching. Again, you guys, we really appreciate you so much. And you guys mean the world to us. Again, Broncos fans are the best fans. Broncos country, we're going to be out of this relatively soon. Just stick with us and um you know we'll get all get together we all come into this show and we give our opinions and 
you know, whether we disagree or not, we're all coming, you know, coming together and trying to be as positive as we possibly can because we want this football team to win. Uh, so, and just want to uh, special thanks again to Zach for coming on again. He was fantastic and so cool coming on here, and it was just made it a real easy transition uh, bringing him onto the show. Um, and thank you guys as well for uh, again for for uh, just a great show once again. And uh, you know, again, final thoughts, just like. A long off season. We got so much to to grasp, and we have so much to talk about. Um, you know, it's there's just so much going on. We will definitely digest it piece by piece, and we'll get through it piece by piece. So again, stick together, Broncos country. We, we need to be together on this whole uh, situation. Again, we're gonna have different opinions. That's fine, but at the end of the day, we need to come together uh, and and come to a resolution. Because again, we're fans that are Broncos. We have all that have that common. That's the bigger picture. So stick together, guys. We got this. We'll, we'll dive deep into uh, more coming up on Friday and uh, with another special guest. So uh, stay tuned to that and love you guys. And, and thank you guys. Go Broncos. Love you guys. Thank you guys. Go Broncos. Love Albert and love his final thoughts always as well, man. Albert, what do you got for us this evening? First and foremost, we want to thank uh, Zach for being on the show. And of course, all the, all the commenters in the, in the chat goes, you guys make our lives so much easier and more interesting. I want to thank Ernie, Pearl, Kurt, David, Michelle, Kenny, Michael, Jody, Jesus was in there, Roger, Matt. Thank you for being on the show and uh, and uh, commenting. It makes our lives so much more interesting and easier. And um, one thing, I'm a big fan of Finn Miners. Most of you already know that. But he has been done injustice. He did not get a Pro Bowl um, nomination. He is an alternative. And the commenters, his nickname is not the gut. His nickname <laughs> is the belly. Get it once and once and for all right. It is the belly. Thank you, Albert. I caught that as well. I said that to my, my uh, oldest daughter who is visiting from my Ohio. That's like, that's not the gut. That's not right. Good shout outs, Albert. Thank you so much for uh, watching over all our friends in the posse and uh, giving them shout outs as well. And and thank you, Van, for, uh, for for bringing it as well, man. I know that we were a little bit short on time bringing in a special guest, but I, now over to Mr. Jody Moncrief. Final thoughts, and then we're going to get out of here, gentlemen. Uh, well, just like Trevor said, this, we'll have an answer pretty quick. Um When's the league year start? March 8th or March 6th or 5th or somewhere. So we're basically two months away. So we're going to know pretty soon. Um, and I, that decision is huge. Um, I really hope we do not go into the next season with Stidham or a bridge quarterback as an option. It's draft a quarterback and develop him or Russ, um, you can call him a bridge quarterback, you can call him whatever, but I don't need to waste 10 more million on somebody that can do the same, the same or less than Russ. It's Russ or rookie QB. Please do not go get yourself a bridge quarterback that is a waste of money and do not start Jared Stidham next year. Fair enough. Um, Jody will be talking next time he's on all about why he wants Jameis Winston as our quarter. No, I'm just kidding, Jody. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Um, <laughs> I understand exactly where you're coming from, buddy. Um, you either want to go with the, the proven commodity uh, that you see on the field or, hey, 
if we're going to roll the dice, let's roll the dice and let's get this thing running. Let's let's get the quarterback in. Let's get him on the field. Let's get him rolling. Um, guys, I just want to say a big thank you to all my co-hosts, uh, Trevor, Albert, Jody. You know, it's been a it's been a up and down roller coaster year. Uh, we've had some fun nights. Um, we had a five game winning streak. We had uh, turnovers galore. We've had uh, terrible nights where we uh, had to come on here after a, you know, a 70 point blowout, but through it all guys, man, it was you guys that came in here. Uh, were part of this show made it all possible. I know that our, our fantastic liker subscribers, viewers, uh, all those people in the posse is who we do it for, but I appreciate you guys so much for being here for the 2023 24th Denver Broncos season. Thank you so much, Zach, for coming on here again. Uh, check out um um uh what was the name of the show now all of a sudden i just um let's talk broncos let's talk broncos let's talk broncos, um, let's talk broncos over on youtube uh zach does a fantastic sorry I, I spaced it but uh zach does a fantastic job over there um him and his entire crew so check those guys out as well thank you posse i appreciate you guys you guys are fantastic we love you guys so much I didn't mention it enough, but please like, share, subscribe. We're available on Facebook. We're available over on X. We're available, of course, on YouTube, our preferred platform. If you want to take us on the go, make sure you're uh, listening and liking and subscribing to Rocky Mountain Sports Network on Apple Podcasts. You're doing it over on Spotify. Take us on the go. Uh, listen, like one of our guys said, that hey, he was shoveling the, the, uh, the driveway while he was listening to us easily do that catch up with us on the run we guys we're going to continue up with this uh three game or a uh, three show schedule uh for the foreseeable future we got another show coming up this friday 7 p.m we will have another special guest so stay tuned for that and guys thank you so so much once again we're going to go ahead and get out of here before this evening um again keep your feet in the stirrups or your boots in the stirrups keep your uh guns in your holsters and of course as always Keep the Broncos in your heart, guys. We'll check you out next time. Thank you so much. Uh -huh.